Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the Princess Itchyfoot story. It's a story of a young princess who learns to follow her itchy feet. Princess Olivia knew the rule well. Stay within the castle grounds. The gate on the far side of the garden, however, was open. She had never seen the gate open before. Through the open gate, she saw the most beautiful purple and yellow tulips. She loved flowers, especially tulips. Black and yellow butterflies fluttered among the tulips. She loved butterflies even more than tulips. Oh, how she wanted to catch one, or two, or three. It isn't that far, she told herself, as she poured Ava, her teddy bear, some tea. Next, she looked Ava in the eye and said, I'll be right back. She then set the tea kettle down on the table and ran to the gate. When Olivia got to the gate, she turned around and looked back at the castle. Good, she whispered to herself. No one's in sight. She then ran through the gate and onto the meadow. After that, she ran from butterfly to butterfly, trying to catch one. But they always flew away whenever she got near. So she kicked off her shoes and walked up slowly on her barefoot tippy toes. When she got close to a butterfly, she stuck her hand out to try to catch one. But she'd miss each time. After she tried three times, she heard someone laughing behind her. She turned around and saw a black-haired boy wearing overalls. The boy suddenly stopped laughing when she looked at him. You'll never catch a butterfly that way, he said. How do you know? Because I catch them all the time. Show me, Olivia demanded. Don't worry, I'll show you, he smiled, and I'll teach you how to catch one, too. He then turned around and ran. I'll be right back, he called over his shoulder as he ran through the open gate. A minute later, he came running back with crystal cups from Olivia's table, one in each hand. Olivia stared at him with her hands on her hips as he ran back. She then scolded him when he approached. Those are mine, you know. I know, he responded matter-of-factly, and they still are. We're just going to use them to catch some butterflies. And then he added, besides, aren't you a little old for tea parties? Olivia didn't know what to say, so she said nothing. She hadn't had a tea party with her teddy bear Ava for years. But for some reason, today she felt the urge to do so. The boy sat down on the grass with all the tulips around him. He looked up at Olivia. Come, he instructed. Sit between the tulips. Be still and wait for the butterflies to come to us. Olivia then skipped forward and sat down on the grass next to the boy. Hold your glass down on your side like this, the boy continued. When a butterfly lands near it, flip it over on top of it. Olivia held her glass as the boy told her to and waited. That was strange, she thought. Other boys and girls seldom told her what to do. 
She watched as three butterflies fluttered near her, and she got excited. She was about to reach out and try to grab one, but the boy shook his head. No. He then whispered, wait until one lands near the cup. It was so hard for Olivia to wait with the butterflies so close, within grabbing distance around her. Just a little bit longer, the boy whispered again. Sure enough, a few minutes later, a butterfly landed in front of Olivia's crystal cup. The boy whispered, now, and Olivia flipped her cup over on top of the butterfly. Olivia was surprised. That was so easy, she exclaimed. You sure caught a pretty one, the boy complimented her. I did, Olivia agreed, smiling at the boy. The boy smiled back. Then Olivia added, thank you. You're welcome. Olivia then noticed the sun setting behind the boy and frowned. What's wrong? he asked. I have to go now, Olivia explained. Otherwise, I'll be late for dinner. Okay. Will you keep my butterfly until I come back? Don't you want to take it with you? I do, but I can't. Not now. When will you be back? Tomorrow. Okay, I'll keep it for you. The boy then bent down and carefully lifted the edge of the glass while slipping his hand underneath it so the butterfly couldn't escape. He then lifted the crystal cup up so Olivia could take one more look. Olivia watched the butterfly flutter around inside the cup. She also noticed rainbow sparkles from the sun shining through the crystals. Oh, she said aloud, the butterflies are attracted to the rainbows from the crystal. Even more than the colorful tulips, the boy added with a big grin. Olivia winked at the boy. See you tomorrow, she said, and then ran towards the gate. See you tomorrow, the boy repeated. Olivia ran as fast as she could and then stopped halfway to the gate. She turned around and called out, What's your name? But she was too late. The boy and the butterfly were gone. She wondered where he went, but only for a moment. She then turned around and ran to the gate. She ran through the gate, across the castle garden, past her table, and up the stone steps. It was then she noticed she had forgotten her shoes. Olivia didn't have time to run to her room and change, so she ran straight to the banquet room. Good, I'm the first one here, she observed as she entered the room. No one will know that I went outside the castle grounds, she thought to herself as she sat in her chair. King Owen and Queen Mia, Olivia's parents, soon joined her at the table. They greeted her and then asked her what she did that afternoon. I had a tea party with Ava in the garden, Olivia told them. How cute, her mom remarked. You're still and always will be my little girl, her dad commented. Even after the coming out ball, Olivia asked. Her coming out ball was in two weeks on her 16th birthday. Of course, her dad confirmed. Little girl on the inside and a lady on the outside, her mom added. Remember, we must finalize the measurements for your dress. I remember, Olivia responded, meet with the seamstress day after tomorrow. 
That's right, her mom said with a smile. She then turned to Olivia's dad and discussed the guest list. She updated him on who confirmed that they were coming. Princess Olivia then started to think about the butterfly she caught. She wondered whether the boy would really keep it for her. She wondered whether the boy would meet with her tomorrow. She wondered whether he wanted to come to the ball. Wait, where did that come from, she thought. It's not like I could ask him, or can I? Olivia bent down and scratched her bare feet one at a time as she sat lost in thought. Olivia, don't scratch your feet at the table, her mom suddenly scolded her. Olivia jolted upright. My feet itch, she yelled. She then put her clenched hands on the table as she fought back the urge to scratch her feet. King Owen and Queen Mia stared at their daughter's contorted face and red fists pressing down on the table. How long have your feet itched? Her mom asked with concern. They just started itching now, Olivia shouted as she scraped her bare feet across the stone floor, trying to make the itch go away. Where are your shoes? The king inquired. I forgot them on the grass. The grass? What grass? Olivia looked startled. The king noticed. Did you go anywhere other than the garden? Olivia looked away. Did you go outside the castle grounds? The gate was open, Olivia tried to explain. I saw tulips and butterflies through the opening. Olivia, I wanted to catch a butterfly. Olivia, you know the rule. No going outside the castle grounds. Olivia looked down at her feet. And shoes at the table. I'm sorry. Her dad then relaxed a bit. Okay, now go to your room, he commanded. We'll call for a doctor and send dinner up to you there. Okay, Olivia agreed as she stood up. Did you? Her mom asked as Olivia turned to leave the table. Did I what? Did you catch a butterfly? Oh, yes, Olivia squealed joyfully. A boy helped me. The king and queen suddenly turned to look at each other and said, A boy? They then looked back at Olivia, who was bent down halfway to the banquet room door, scratching her feet. Later that evening, the king and queen visited Olivia in her bedroom, along with an elderly man. The king said, This is Dr. Wiseman. He is here to look at your itchy feet. Oh, thank you. Olivia looked up and smiled. Dr. Wiseman had a long beard, a tall lanky body, and deep blue eyes that seemed to notice everything. He bent down and examined Olivia's feet. I see. Your feet are a deep dark red, he observed, and you've been scratching your skin off. I can't help it. I know, he continued. I believe it's because your feet have gotten too much sun. Not unusual for someone who goes barefoot for the first time, the queen teased. Don't worry, Dr. Wiseman said. I have something just for this. He then reached into his bag and pulled out a pair of deep blue socks. Put these on, he said. Will socks help? These socks are made from aloe and lamb's wool. They will soothe your feet and soothe the itch away. Oh, good. 
Olivia quickly put them on. Wow, she said. My feet feel better already. The doctor took another pair out of his bag and gave them to Olivia. Be sure to wear these socks all day, every day, until the redness goes away. Okay, Olivia responded, and thank you. The king and queen also thanked the doctor before showing him out. They were relieved to know that Olivia's feet would soon be as good as new, and they wouldn't have to postpone the coming out ball. When Olivia woke the next morning, the first thing she noticed were the deep blue socks on her feet. I don't think I have anything to go with them, she noted to herself. And they're not a summer color. Then she noticed her feet weren't itchy. She questioned whether she needed to wear the socks at all. After all, what would the boy think if he saw her in them? Where did that come from, she asked herself. She then felt a slight itch in both her feet. Dang, my feet are telling me I need to wear the socks. She was running late for class, so she made a quick decision. She decided to wear her white summer dress because, as she told herself, white goes with everything. Olivia is homeschooled. All her classes are in the castle, and the teachers come to her. She couldn't wait for her classes to end. She was looking forward to meeting with the boy again. She wondered if he would even come. And if so, if he would bring the butterfly. It was so hard to sit still. Her feet were itching again. Her socks weren't working, and she scratched her feet from math class in the morning to English class in the afternoon. Finally, English class was over, and she rushed to her table in the garden and the gate. Oh, no, she yelled when she first saw it. The gate is closed. All she saw when she looked towards the gate was a solid rock wall. Then she noticed where the gate was by the cracks in the wall and a small black latch. Olivia ran up to the latch. She reached forward to turn the latch and suddenly heard a voice behind her. Excuse me, princess. Olivia turned and looked into the middle of a dark gray uniform. It was one of the king's soldiers. She looked up into his bearded, and surprisingly kind face. I'm sorry, princess, the soldier continued. Per the king's orders, no one is to go through the gate. The princess was shocked and fell to the ground. She didn't know what to do. Her feet then itched terribly. They itched so much, she pulled off her socks and started scratching her feet. And she scratched and scratched until they hurt so much, she started to cry. The soldier leaned down and asked, Can I help you walk back? Olivia shook her head up and down. She took his hand and stood up. She then limped along beside him until she could walk no more. Her feet hurt too much. The soldier then took Olivia in his arms and carried her across the garden, up the stone steps, and to her bedroom. He set her down on her bed and said, I will let the king and queen know that your feet are bothering you. Olivia thanked him and then bent over and scratched her two feet. They felt funny. They felt bubbly. When she looked down at them, she saw blisters all over her feet, from her tippy toes all the way up to her ankles. The king and queen soon rushed into Olivia's bedroom with another royal doctor, Dr. Pointer. This one was short, plump, with red hair and a large, prominent nose. 
The queen hugged Olivia. Do they hurt? she asked. Yes, Olivia screeched. They hurt so much I can't walk. The king turned to the doctor and nodded his head towards Olivia. Dr. Pointer, please, see what you can do. The doctor stepped forward and examined Olivia's feet one at a time. He sniffed the air repeatedly as he examined her feet. He then spoke to Olivia. You have a fungus in your feet. I can smell it in the air. A fungus? But don't worry, princess, the doctor continued. I have a simple remedy with me. He then reached into his bag and pulled out a bowl, some leaves, and a mortar stick. He placed the leaves into the bowl and ground them into a fine powder. He then brought the bowl over to Olivia and set it on the floor. Place your feet in the bowl, one at a time, and cover them with the powder, he instructed. Olivia did as she was told. Wow, she exclaimed with a smile. No more itches. The powder will also help your blisters to heal, the doctor explained, but you will have to put your feet in the bowl at least once an hour while you're awake. Okay, Olivia agreed. Thank you, doctor. The doctor turned to the king and queen. I will grind up some more powder before I leave. Thank you so much, doctor, the king said as he led him into the next room. I'm glad you are feeling better, the queen said. Me too, Olivia added. With this powder, I'll be dancing again in no time. The queen laughed. That's good, because the ball will be here in no time too. When Olivia woke the next day, her feet felt dry, not itchy, and her blisters were almost gone. Oh, good, she rejoiced. I will be able to dance at the ball. She then wondered if the boy wanted to go to the ball, too. Maybe he does, but he doesn't have an invitation, she worried. I know. I'll invite him. Her feet then started to itch. She reached down to scratch them, but remembered the powder. She then put her feet in the powder bowl, one at a time. Next, she went to her wardrobe to get dressed. She put on a light purple jumper to highlight her light brown hair. If I can't go through the gate, she thought, I'll go over the wall. This time, after history class, instead of going to her table in the garden, she went to the large magnolia tree at the edge of the garden. It was tall and had large branches that extended out over the wall. From there, she could see if the boy was on the other side. If he was, she'd get his attention and toss him the bottle, the one with her message and the invitation to the coming out ball inside it. Climbing the tree was harder than she thought it would be. The tree bark was rough, the branches were far apart, and her feet were itching again. They itched so bad she kicked her shoes off and let them fall to the ground. Then she rubbed her feet against the rough tree bark until the itches went away. Soon she was on the branch that extended out over the wall. She paused and looked over the wall. There was the boy sitting among the flowers with a crystal cup beside him, her butterfly. The boy couldn't see her, though. She wanted to call out to him, but the soldier would hear her, and she was too far from the wall. She slowly crawled out along the branch. Once I get to the part that extends over the wall, I'll call out. As she crawled along the branch, the branch started to bend down from her weight. Almost there, she encouraged herself. When she saw the wall, 
Below the spot on her branch, crack! The branch broke. Olivia screamed and tossed the bottle in the air. She reached out for the wall and grabbed the top of it. Then she was hanging from the wall with her itchy feet dangling in the air. Can I help you, princess? The soldier called out. Olivia looked down and the soldier was staring up at her. Olivia shook her head up and down. She was too embarrassed to speak. Just let go, the soldier called up. I'll catch you. Olivia held her breath and let go of the wall. The soldier caught her and then set her down beside him. Ow! It hurt to stand. Olivia quickly sat down and looked at her feet. The blisters had all broken and the dry skin was flaking away. The skin beneath hurt so bad, Olivia started to cry. The soldier bent down and took Olivia back into his arms. He carried her across the garden, up the stone steps, and to her bedroom. I'll tell the king and queen your feet are still hurting you, he said, before setting her on her bed. A few minutes later, the king and queen arrived in Olivia's bedroom with a third royal doctor. She had dark brown hair, even darker skin, and manicured hands that stuck out from her white, long-sleeved shirt. The queen rushed to Olivia's side. Are they getting any better? No, Olivia screamed as she clenched her fists in frustration. They're getting worse. Our best doctor is here to see you now, offered the king. This is Dr. Eubright. She rushed back from overseas just to see you. Oh, thank you, Olivia said politely while making her best effort to smile. The doctor bent down and took Olivia's feet into her soft hands. She then examined them one at a time, gently touching them here and there to see which parts hurt and which parts didn't. Olivia grimaced now and then, but never cried out, even though sometimes she wanted to. Your skin is so dry, the doctor commented. Let's try this ointment. She reached into her bag and took out a tube. She squeezed the tube and put some ointment onto her hands. Then she rubbed her hands together. Next, she gently applied the ointment to Olivia's right foot. Olivia's foot tickled after Dr. Eubright applied the ointment. Olivia giggled, and then her mom and dad giggled. No one thought the pain and the itches would go away this quickly. The doctor then applied the lotion to Olivia's left foot, and Olivia, along with her parents, giggled some more. Apply the lotion three times a day, the doctor instructed. For about a week, your new skin will grow back by then. Thank you, doctor, they all said together, and they all hoped that this time the doctor's remedy would really work. Olivia was still hopeful the next morning. When she woke up, her feet didn't itch, but she rubbed the lotion on them anyway. It made her skin feel smooth. Her feet looked and felt normal the first time in days. So normal, she decided to wear sandals to celebrate. She also decided she was going to find a way to get past the soldier and through the gate. Her day passed uneventfully, that is, no major itches. She didn't scratch her feet 
all day. She was feeling so good, she even skipped around the castle. That afternoon, Olivia was again in the garden. Only this time, she was sitting on a blanket behind a fountain. She positioned herself so that she could see the gate and the soldier, but he couldn't see her. She hoped that her diversion would work. Soon, there was a scream from the castle. Digger, stop! Olivia looked towards the castle. Her maid was chasing Digger, the king's pet fox. He had gotten out again. Help! The maid yelled as the fox ran around the garden and started to dig up vegetables. Olivia turned towards the gate. Ugh, she complained. He's not moving. The soldiers always ran to help catch Digger. This soldier, however, was standing still. It took a while, but eventually two other soldiers ran into the garden and chased Digger down. They caught him and then walked him back to the castle and the king, who was waiting at the door. The soldier, however, never moved the entire time. Olivia was so frustrated, she lied down on the blanket and kicked her feet. Her feet then started to itch uncontrollably. She bent over and scratched her feet again and again and again, but the itch wouldn't go away. She scratched harder and harder. She scratched so hard, her feet started to bleed, and she started to cry. Suddenly, Olivia heard a deep voice. Let me help you, princess. She then looked up. Surprisingly, instead of the soldier looking down at her, it was Louis, the gardener. He was carrying a green bucket. Louis set the bucket down by Olivia's feet. He then took out a sponge from the bucket, held it over her feet, and squeezed. Water fell down onto Olivia's feet. And when it did, all her pain and the itches went away. Louis dipped the sponge into the bucket again and washed Olivia's feet. All the bleeding stopped, and all her scratches healed. Olivia was amazed and grateful. Thank you so much, Louis, she said with a smile. Your cure seems to work better than any of my doctors, the king joked from a distance. Olivia looked at the king and then at the ground. She was afraid she was going to be in trouble. It's not me, Louis replied. It's the water. The water? Where did you get it? The queen asked as she approached, one step behind the king. From the creek on the other side of the fairy garden. Fairy garden? Olivia laughed. She thought Louis was joking. You've been there before, he continued. I have? You remember the tulips? The ones with the butterflies? Yes, that's the fairy garden. I didn't think fairies existed, Olivia admitted. Many don't, but they do, Lewis responded. Is that why the gate is closed and guarded, Olivia asked. Lewis looked towards the king, who spoke next. No, he said. Then why? The king then looked at the queen. It's because of what happened on the day you were born, she answered. What happened? Do you remember your grandma Patricia, the queen continued? The one they say lived to be a hundred? 
A hundred and twenty, corrected Lewis. Yes, she is the one. I never met her, but I remember the stories. There are some stories I never told you, the queen confessed. Oh, Olivia reacted and then was filled with curiosity. Tell me now. After you were born, Grandma Patricia asked if she could hold you. I placed you in her arms. Then she rocked you and sang you a beautiful lullaby. How cute! In a language we didn't understand. Then she spoke a prophecy. What did she say? She said, If you let her outside the castle grounds, before her coming out ball, a fairy prince will carry her away. What does that mean? The queen then looked at the king. We thought it meant you'd be kidnapped, he said. But who would kidnap me? A fairy? A fairy? Are they bad? Some say they are playful, mischievous, and have no soul, the king explained. So they want to take a human's. But what do you say? Fairies have magical powers, the king confirmed. But they are like humans. Some are bad and some are good. Olivia thought about this. Then a thought occurred to her. Grandma Patricia could tell the future. Was she a fairy? The king and queen nodded their heads. What else did she say? She said, you had the most beautiful, blue, fairy eyes like hers. Like hers? Olivia said, stunned. Am I a fairy? The king and queen shrugged their shoulders. We don't know. I think so, Lewis interrupted. Because of my eyes? Olivia asked. No, because of your itchy feet. Itchy feet? How so? When fairies meet their true love, they itch until they see them again. True love? The boy? Yes, but I only want to catch butterflies. Is that all? Oh, I do want to ask him to the dance. He will be so happy if you ask him, Lewis said. How do you know? You are only part fairy, so only your feet itch. He is full fairy, so he is itching all over. He is? Oh, yes, his back and arms are bleeding, too. It sounds like he has it bad, the queen surmised. Olivia giggled. I want to keep you safe, the king stated. But perhaps I've been sheltering you too much. He then ordered the soldier to open the gate. Olivia saw the purple and yellow tulips on the other side. Butterflies were fluttering around them. Then she saw the boy. He was sitting on the grass amongst the tulips. And he had a crystal cup by his side. Olivia was nervous. She wanted to run to the boy and the butterfly, but now she had butterflies in her stomach. Her mom smiled and whispered, Go ahead, but I don't want to be kidnapped. I don't want my soul to be taken. Lewis then said, Don't worry. It's not a kidnapping, but true love is carrying a part of the person with you wherever you go. He will now be carrying you and... You will be carrying him. He then handed her the note from her bottle. Perhaps you will want to give him this. Princess Olivia took the note, kicked off her shoes, and then ran through the gate.
Thank you for listening to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. If it speaks to your spirit and calms your inner voice, please consider subscribing. It helps others find the podcast. Also consider sharing it with your family and friends. Until next time, sweet dreams. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the first Valentine's story. Do you recall the first time you gave a Valentine to someone special? This is a story of how Danny made and gave a Valentine to his friend, Francis. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the first Valentine's story. Do you recall the first time you gave a Valentine to someone special? This is a story of how Danny made and gave a Valentine to his friend, Francis. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the first Valentine's story. Do you recall the first time you gave a Valentine to someone special? This is a story of how Danny made and gave a Valentine to his friend, Francis. Welcome to the Bobby Puts You to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I tell the first Valentine's story. Do you recall the first time you gave a Valentine to someone special? This is a story of how Danny made and gave a Valentine to his friend, Francis. <music>